Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. My name is Carrie and I'm your host and I'm accompanied today as ever by my fellow host. Lauren, hello, hello, how are you? Hello, I'm alright, thanks, how are you? Yeah, loving life at the minute, you? Yeah, I am actually, yeah, it's Friday good. today, so... I know, that's what I'm looking forward to, the weekend. Yeah, the weekend's here, so... Yeah. You had a good week? Yeah, not bad, thank you, yeah, just same old usual to be fair, but I'm excited for tonight. How about <laughs> you? Yeah, similar, just, just another week to be honest, <laughs> just another week. Just another week. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah. So obviously we've got a guest today. Did you want to introduce our guest? Yeah, sure. We've got Lady P in the yurt, as she was saying to us. <laughs> Hello, Antonia. Hi, hi. How this you doing? Uh, yeah, good, good. This is um, this is an unusual one for me because normally I only d- uh, well, I, I literally always do the uh, say what podcast. And uh, I'm surrounded by men, and today I'm in the year surrounded by ladies. <laughs> nice. And, uh, yes, this is uh, this is unusual for me. Uh, I like it. Good. <laughs> and say what the podcast is a brilliant podcast, really, really funny. I won't go too far. No, it's I not really that like it, funny. Really it's really not. I love it. Uh, it cheers me up. No ends. Whenever she talks about it, I go, just call it badger tits. Just call it badger tits. <laughs> yeah. It's basically us. Just having a laugh on a Friday night, but just sticking a mic in each other's face. That's pretty much it. It does have a format, doesn't it? It's called (laughs) Very Loose. Big Papa Jay's Say What podcast. And you all have a a what, who or where question, don't you? And literally within about one minute of someone asking it, you've forgotten what the question is. (laughs) And you go off on a massive tangent and it's very funny. You literally... Pretty much. Yeah. We don't normally get to ask the first question question until at least 40 minutes into (laughs) the podcast. And everyone goes, has anyone asked a fucking question yet? It's like, no, no. Has anyone got any questions? Uh, Yeah, I have. Oh, brilliant. I listened to it on my lunch break and I'm going for a walk around to where I work and I'm literally like laughing like a fucking maniac on my own. It's it's really funny. I can thoroughly recommend it. You said to me that it gets you out of some ruts. So if you're feeling a bit shitty, you put it on and you just start howling. Yeah, you can't. You can't be miserable if you listen to Papa Joe's Say What Podcast. You just can't. It's really funny. I think you've got to have a bit of a screw loose if you're listening to it on a regular basis. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Maybe I have. Maybe that's why I do a true crime podcast. Yes, definitely. screws are a little bit loose. Nice. 
So, like Antonio, obviously this is slightly different to your usual format of who, what, where. Now we've got a serial killer Rama yeah. questions. Definitely. Well, to be fair, I'm, I do. I think there's a bit of mutual fangirling going on here because you, your podcast is pretty much the only podcast I listen to on a regular basis. Oh, thanks. Thank it you. It really is. On any long journey, me and Justin always go, oh, I wonder if they talked about this. Oh, good <laughs> line. And we just put one on. And, uh, I mean, the other day, I mean, I got so engrossed. Uh, I took the dogs for a walk around Lake Meadows. I've done two back to back. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Oh. I messaged you, didn't I? I said, yeah, I've done Joanne Dennehy, yeah. and then I did, oh, what's his name? The, um, the Night Stalker, the, Del- um, Delroy. Delroy, Delroy, Delroy Grant. Grant. Yep, I'd literally done those back to back. And I had to finish Delroy in the car because I'd finished the dog walk, <laughs> yeah. and but there was still 10 minutes left. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, I can't go in. I just need to in. <laughs> don't need to leave. I'm sitting happens. in the car just listening about sort of like murder stuff. It's great. Oh, yeah. love yeah. Like, oh, thank you. Bastards, the pair of them. No, they're both bastards. Yeah, I've, no, I've got are. you back. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I will let you know, we are in my yurt and I do have three sausage dogs. You will hear scratching, as you can hear probably right now. So Someone's scratching at the door trying to get in. Justin did say he's going to sort of like keep the dogs uh, at bay. <laughs> I don't think he's really he's succeeding a, that much at the there. moment. <laughs> he's doing such a good job. Thanks, <laughs> Justin. Well, are we 10 minutes in? Uh, Nearly four. That's oh, all. there we go. Yeah, like, so, yeah, that's bit. Literally, <laughs> yeah. Not bothered doing it, has he? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, girls. I've done as much as I can for you. Yeah. You can't do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you tell us your most interesting serial killer or crime? Well, what I did was, when I was going through these questions, I, I did have quite a macabre afternoon. I'm not going to lie. I've gone quite macabre with mine. It's, it's quite dark. I did, I, did, I did actually disturb myself this afternoon. Mm. And happens, sort of having it? a bit of a research <laughs> and uh, having a little look at sort of like crimes that have, you know, sort of like, you know, fascinated me as well as bothered me yeah. over the yeah. years. And they're the ones that sort of stick with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those. I'm not a CSI girl. So I'm not interested really in working out how to catch killers and stuff Mm -hmm. like that I'm more sort of like how the fuck are they doing shit like that what's going on in their heads that that's okay to do something like that and you know walk away with no empathy for the person Mm -hmm. you've just done that to and all you're thinking is I'm actually sort of like anaesthetised myself Mm -hmm. to the next point where I can't wait to do it again and I I just it fascinates me that people out there could physically have that mentality to how be able to they, do that how do they sleep at night after they've committed yeah, such I just don't, atrocious I don't, yeah I don't understand it which see mine know. is I think they're already broken so they don't have that but what made them like that so mine's always their back history that get fascinates me like yeah. how did they get to that point well it's very rare isn't it that when you actually look back at these mm-hmm. people that they've had, you know, sort of like, um, you know, a, a childhood that is, an you know, average. Yeah, yeah, an average childhood, yeah. and you know, they've not mm-hmm. lived in sort of like, you know, the rose cut, you know, rose covered cottage and been brought up, you no. know, the, the way that probably a majority of the, of the, you know, sort of like people in the world have. They've yeah. always got a bit of a sinister backstory, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though, you know, you shouldn't really become a victim of what has, you know, yeah. happened to you in the, in the past. You should learn from it. But, you know, not everybody does, do they? No, they don't. But I, I sort of, when you asked me this question, I sort of went straight back to the first sort of like um, serial killer or killers um, that I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Um, that first sort of like the first ones that popped into my brain was when I was a kid, yeah. which was the Moors murderers. Yeah. Ooh. So straight away... I remember being about 10 and um, a copy of The Sun being Mm -hmm. on my um, sort of like a dining room table. Mm -hmm. And I think it was at that point, um, Myra Hindley was 
pretty much playing with the press a little bit at that point. Yeah. And she had the Home Secretary on her side trying to sort of like, you know, get her freed, yeah, yeah. which was mental at the time. And she was sort of like, you know, sort of, I think that's when at that point where they found Pauline Reed's body, which I think oh. sort of like worked. I think she was about, yeah, I think she was the first one that they actually killed. Mm. And I remember reading it and only being about 10, mm. but, and thinking, all I kept thinking was, oh my God, that could have been me. Yeah. That could, and I think that's what really scared me and it really made me want to know more. Yeah. And when you sort of like go through it and, and, and I think the thing that really freaks me out about them too is the fact of her being a woman yeah, and you know, and the way that they sort of like they lured those kids and they used her womanhood to do it, yeah. and the fact that you know those kids went in so trustingly because you know she should have that motherly instinct, yeah, and all kids sort of like really you know, they they trust women, don't mm-hmm. they? It's yeah, very they do, rarely yeah. that they don't trust a woman. Mm. If I saw a woman sort of like when I was sort of outside school and she sort of like you know offered me a lift and knew my sister mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't think twice about yeah. getting in her car yeah you know these kids weren't just kids that they whipped off the streets these are no. kids that they you know had had a little bit of time with and uh, that really so I remember as a kid that actually kept me awake yeah the bastards absolute they, bastards. they are Sorry. absolute bastards mm-hmm. so yeah it makes me mad as you say that luring I don't like and the recording they recorded one victim didn't they and I didn't like that either that's uh they did with me as a youngster learning about them or reading about them i don't know but that really sat with me i didn't like it it was i think it was uh leslie ann downey and she was only 10 and they recorded her and uh, and her mum sat in the courtroom and she was actually crying for her mum and as a mum even as a kid obviously i wasn't a parent then i remember sort of thinking it gave you chills it gives me chills now even though i'm sitting there just talking about it i just feel cold yeah but it's like you know, how could you, how could you do that? And uh, and as a couple, using that to get off and like sexually, yeah, yeah. Like, awful, sort of like killing kids. And yeah. it's like you know, and I was just reading for it today, and they sort of said like Pauline Reed was like the first girl that they they sort of like encountered and um, and got her in their car, and she was sort of like known to Myra Hindley's sister, oh, okay. and the only reason they was actually originally wanted a, a younger child. Oh and my God. They, they literally, they drove past a, an eight-year-old first and they actually turned around to each other and, and Ian Brady said to her, don't go for her, she's too young, she'll be easily missed. <gasps> so they went for the 16-year-old thinking that, you know, yeah. kid could be sort of said that she's like, sort of like run away from home yeah. or something like that. Whereas if you've got an eight-year-old, people are going to be more, you know, sort of like they're going to go searching a lot yeah. quicker. And you think that's so, but so dark. The conversation begin. Where does that conversation? How do they know they're both into that? Like, it's not something that's easily. Do you know, Frederick and Rose? Mm. That's what they first bonded over. Mm. But I want to know where this that conversation would have began with these two. Were they both? Do you know their histories at well, all? Well, I did. I did have a little research this afternoon, and I mean, Ian Brady come from quite a sort of like a broken home he didn't mm-hmm. know who his dad was his mum sort of like you know she pretty much sort of gave him up yeah to like her foster parents uh because she couldn't cope where she was like quite a young mum mm-hmm. and didn't have the backup of a dad and he got in he was one of those kids that you know was torturing animals at a very young age and the that's triad. never a good sign no. is it it's Wait never a good bed, sign torturing animals starting fires that's yep. the one he was and he was sort of in and out of like ball stalls and and juvenile juvenile like sort of like centers at a very very young age oh, yeah. and um but even with Myra Hindley, it's like when i read up on her they sort of said 
yeah, she she had like quite a, sort of a very strict father, mm-hmm. and she was sort of like made to sleep next to her parents in like a single bed, and then she basically got made to move out when she was five to her grandmother mm-hmm. uh, when her mum and dad had another baby, and oh. they couldn't fit all both of them in the house, and um, they ended up working in the same place, and it was she she didn't really have that tendency, but she was just absolutely infatuated by him and by him where she said within a couple of months she went and she if he'd have told me and her words were she went if he'd told me the earth was flat you know i would have believed him wow mm. she said it was that you know she went, he was that persuasive she wow. went, and uh, he was very into his like nazi memorabilia and aryan mm. race sort of thing yeah and uh you know that, obviously that's never a good sign is it no, no. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a massive red flag <laughs> it's definitely a red flag <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah torturing animals bit of fondness for the Nazi yeah. party. It's a recipe for disaster. It, it never ends well. No, these, no, no it really doesn't. It, th- th- that should be something that, as a woman, if you're sort of like going out with a guy yeah. and those things are popping up, you should be sort of thinking, maybe, uh, you know, maybe I don't see him again. Yeah. Like, but yeah. Um, I think she embraced it. I think with her, I think that, you know, I don't think she had a lot of love mm. and he was giving her attention. Yeah. And, you know, it was, she started, she changed very quickly after meeting him. Um, from what I've read mm-hmm. and you know and when he was like, into the Nazi stuff she changed how she dressed oh really yeah she started wearing like long thigh boots and like short like leather skirts and you know Don't changed her hair went, went blonde because he was blonde because of the Aryan thing oh yeah. wow and so it was you know a Nazi, the Nazi thing played quite heavily within wow. within his life and she sort of emulated it because she loved him yeah, yeah. I mean obviously that's no excuse no, no, to, no, no. to do what they've done but you know, there is that thing, don't they? They say love is like um, it's as addictive as a drunk drugs or drink, and if that that sounds like a love addiction with like him, do you know what I mean? Where she cannot see straight. Oh, totally. Yeah, she's just mm. totally. But then saying that, she did obviously she gave a lot of spiel in the eighties yeah. of how it was all him and she was so yeah. led and blah blah blah. And then about ten years later, she did turn around and say. I had a lot more to do with it than what oh, I actually wow. gave, what yeah. I give, what I actually said, and to be honest with you, a lot of the said stuff I said in the eighties was pretty much a pack of lies, oh. and you know I, I did get off it, get off of it sexually as much as what he did. So it, it just goes to show that you know that the the split personality there is is yeah. crazy. You, they'll say anything, won't they, to to sort of yeah. like you know be humanised yeah. and, and try and get their own way and get some sort of parole. But Maggie Gosh. Thatcher put a fair pay to that and basically said, one of the good things she ever done. Yeah. yeah you ain't ever coming out. I was say that. <laughs> whole life Hang on a minute. <laughs> she done one good thing. Yeah. You know. <laughs> is it a rumour or is it true that she had a lesbian affair with Rose West? Well, all of the stuff I've read, it's there's there's sort of like 50% they're saying it's true and 50% there's uh. not. But the thing I've read, was, which I actually found quite weird was the fact that they carried on their relationship for a good six or seven years after wow. they oh. got put in prison oh. and i really thought why would they be allowed to write to, write to, to, each each other. to yeah. communicate yeah i mean i don't get why you'd be allowed to communicate no. but she did dump him because she was having a lesbian affair with one of the prison wardens oh. so the lesbian thing was obviously a thing but i don't yeah. know mm. I, I didn't read into it too much there was some people sort of saying, "Oh no, she did with Rose." Then lots of people sort of, "No, it's it's all it's all myth." But yeah, but she was the longest prisoned woman um, at the time of her death. Oh, and, uh, really? Yeah, she was in prison for fifty-five years. Wow. So she's like for a woman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely that's that's crazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, she is. must have lived till she was really old then. 
She's obviously in her early 20s. You're the accountant, mm. do the math. Yeah, I'm just yeah. pressure. <laughs> There's pressure. Normally she goes, da 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 da. That's how I was. I always do appalling maths on the podcast. <laughs> That's what I said to Just earlier. I said, I rely on Carol and that beautiful brain every time. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So, yeah, obviously you remember it from being a child. And mm. I suppose like you hear about murders quite often, but it's unusual to get child killings, isn't it? And when you're a child yourself, it must, it, like you say, put the fear of God into you, thinking, God, just. Because I'm a child well, becomes, doesn't mean I'm safe. It becomes a boogeyman, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you sort of think, oh my God. And I think back then as well, you were so, in the 80s, you, you, was, all quite, you was all quite trusting, weren't you? I mean, that was the era when my mum used to say to me, you know, come home when it's dark. Yeah. yeah. And that was it. You know, as, as long as I was home by the time it was dark, that was yeah. absolutely fine. I mean, yeah. she, half the time she didn't know where the bloody hell I was. <laughs> and I could have been doing anything. Yeah. And I was only, a, you know, about eight or nine. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. my next, you know, you left your door open. You, you knew your neighbours, mm-hmm. like ins and outs. And even though I'd like to say my neighbour did get charged with being a paedophile. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, he never babysit me for God's sake. That was quite quite a bit of luck. But um, yeah, but I think it, in that era when, and then I remember just reading it and I just, it's weird because I think it's the same as content these days. It was just became consumable for me because when you yeah. started reading it, it was just a fascination. Yeah. Even you at 10, more, more it fascinated yeah. me because yeah. I was just like, this, this don't happen. Oh my God, does this actually happen? Yeah. Oh my God, I need, I want to know more. Yeah. yeah. More about it. So it's so, so that is that is my first one anyway. That was a good oh, one. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's a, that is one of the infamous crimes, isn't it? It is. In oh. British folklore. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So, what's the best crime no one's heard of? Oh my God, I hate best crime. That's such a... Horrible. Do you know what? Oh, I don't know what I've it actually, says best. Do you know what I've actually, I've actually gone for? And because this is one that, again, this actually played on my mind. Mm-hmm. And um, I wouldn't say best. Actually, it's famous. I would say it's one of the most horrific oh, stories mm-hmm. that's um, that I've actually ever heard, and nothing's ever topped it. Yeah. Oh. Um, from anything that I've heard since. Wow. And it's one of those stories that you just sit there and think, how on earth is that person? Hands through that. It's it's horrible. It really is. Oh, but no. this is again. It's an, an 80s. It's um. I've gone back to the 80s. Yeah. Um, with this one, and it's this is actually um based in Japan, 
and it's actually a schoolgirl. And you have to excuse my pronunciations uh-huh. of names because um, I'm, I've no doubt I I probably would have got this wrong. I know but what you're going to talk about. But her name is Junko. Yeah. Um, Furata. And it's horrific. Yeah, it's mm. absolutely horrific. And I remember reading it and not actually being speechless for the first time reading something. And knowing mm. your mouth is dropped and I could feel my lip going. Yeah. And I just thought, oh my God. Well, this poor schoolgirl, she basically... Um, gets pulled aside sort of like she's walking home yeah. and um, she gets sort of like lured um, into um, sort of like a, a derelict area by four boys that she does actually know right. and they're sort of known um, sort of like as not as being the, like the nicest boys in the okay. world and um, they end up gang raping her oh my god and then she gets basically taken back to one of the boys houses and the boy has got like serious behavioural issues oh, no. um, he's living with his parents so he takes her back to his parents house makes out that's his girlfriend and she plays along because oh she's that god. scared and the parents know what's happening but oh they say god. they were too scared to do anything because scared their son was so violent that they didn't want to do anything and they basically kept her in their house for 40 days. What? And basically gang raped her and brought other men in and like, made her drink paint thinners. Jesus. And they made her dance for them and masturbate in front of oh, them. No. And they done things to her. I don't even want to say, but they stuck things in her oh, no. and stuff like that. It was just absolutely horrific. And after the 40 days, they said that when sort of like at that point when she died, they said she was unrecognisable. Oh, no. Where she was so like swollen. She had no facial sort of like features left. And um, they pretty much said that the smell that was coming from her, because obviously she'd been sort of sexually assaulted so many times. The boys had lost interest in her sexually. So they just saw her as a problem. So they pretty much sort of beat her to death. And then they buried her in concrete, sort of put her in concrete. And then what they did, which was really awful, because on the night she was walking home, all she wanted to do, she was going home to watch, like, um, uh, a Japanese pop idol. Yeah. And it was the last episode, and she wanted to watch it. And one of the boys got it on videotape and buried the videotape in the concrete with her. Oh, my God. And they tried to sort of, like, the prosecution tried to make out that it was because he felt some sort of remorse. (coughs) And he didn't. He just said, it's because um, I didn't want her to come back and haunt me. If he be- they believed that she got her last wish, mm. that she they wouldn't come back. She wouldn't oh come back and haunt her. God, and she suffered that awful. for forty days. And I've not even gone into detail, and no. I, I wouldn't. It's just because it's. But it's one of those stories, you know, when if something sticks with you. Yeah. And and I think even then, I think I'm, again, I'm going through the ages because mm-hmm. I think I learnt about that again. I was about sixteen, so yeah. I'm like fifteen, sixteen, and immediately my reaction was. Oh my fucking god, that could have been me. Yeah, you know, that could that could yeah. be you. And I yeah. remember actually being a lot more mindful mm. of what I did, as because I used to have to get the train home from oh. school on my own, and I'd make sure I was in a crowd. Yeah, I'd make sure I was never mm-hmm. on my own, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it, and things like that mm. do sort of like you know. I think as as a as a young girl, you you do sort of like yeah. you know, at least I'm not going to say this. I'm positive that comes from anything like that's happened, but. I think if you read stuff like that, it does make women more mindful yeah. of their own personal safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, for that girl to yeah. go through that, that Jesus was... I wouldn't say, yeah, honestly, that was the most... It sounds really awful. I've just no, got so no. calm, haven't I? It's no, like so it's horrible. Okay, it's okay. But it's like, you know, that. but that story stuck with me wow. for, for, you know, a long time. And it's really hard because actually Olivia brought that up to me. 
literally oh. about three months ago. Yeah. I mean, have you heard this story? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I said, I know that story. Oh, yeah, I only heard about it about five years ago. I didn't mm. hear about it did when it happened at the, the time. the mum and dad, did they all get imprisoned? The, well, the kids were, two of them were 17 mm-hmm. and two of them were 18. They got, two of them got sent to juvenile detention. Uh-huh. Two got sent to prison. Um, two of them are out already. Oh, they bullshit. only got 20 years and two of them now got families. No. Yep. Two of them got kids, got <gasps> families. And you know what you think? And they actually said in, in the court <sighs> at the time, said it is the most horrific crime that's happened in post-war Japan. My it was God. like, you know, this poor girl just went through How yeah. dare they get to live their hell. fucking lives? I don't get that. I'm sorry, you should just one. die. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's yeah. there's there's no room for you yeah. on in, in society as no. far as I'm concerned. No, I agree if you can completely. do something like that, then there's you know, yeah. you should just be fucking put in a room and left to die. Jesus it's Christ. as simple as that. I mean, that's not just killing somebody, mm. that's no. torturing and yeah. you know, the the premeditation of what you're doing yeah. every day. Yeah. It's like because you could have let her go. Yeah. You could have yeah. said what you're gonna do and then let her yeah. go. But you all, all four of them. Yeah. And they brought other the people same. in. Yeah. To, as well, yeah. to get involved. I was going like to say, they brought other schoolgirls in who didn't like mm. her and they all had a go on her as well, yeah. didn't they? Like oh, punching no. her yeah. and torturing her. Well, they got, she got to a point where she was so disfigured that they kidnapped another girl from the same school and was Fucking doing hell. the same, pretty much done the same thing but didn't kill her. Oh, God, did they? Oh, and God. it's yeah. like, yeah, it's wow. a... It's a it's a it's a very it's a quite horrific story. Yeah. It's, it's quite it, like I said, it made me quite speechless. Time mm. and time, time again, we find as well there's a lot of reoffending, isn't there? After a prison stint and this that, mm. and the other, how can they be sure that they're never ever going to do that again? They, they can't. Can no, they? no, not at all. Well, no, and to be allowed to have them, children, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's to what go I'm off saying. and start it's a family a and joke. be able to have children. It's like I'd be. I mean, oh, what I want to know is like. Do their wives know mm-hmm. that th- those people? Mm-hmm. Or I mean, obviously, cause it's Japan. I don't know what the you know what mm-hmm. the, the the protocol is when you leave like prison or, mm-hmm. or juvenile mm-hmm. detention. But do they get a new identity and then they just don't know? Yeah, yeah. and you know, imagine and they just live. Can you imagine finding that out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'd be funny. But if you go out with a bloke, you don't CRB check them, do no. you? Before, no. <laughs> before you go out of them, I no. mean. It's like, you know, maybe you should. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, no rapist. Oh, great. Oh. I, mean, I might swipe my left yeah. or right. Whichever <laughs> way it is. <laughs> oh, oh. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's a horrific case. It's, 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 bad, it's, it? it's sickening. It's I've never heard sickening. of it. Never, ever, ever heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's the one that really broke my heart. Yeah. It's like, you know, because obviously you just sort of think she's so young. And to go through all of that, you sort of think, if you're going to go through that, at least only be a couple of, very couple short of days, amount of yeah. time, mm. 40 days. Yeah. And, and her parents reported her missing after two days. And oh like, no. it was like oh nothing. I think they forced her to phone home. No, no, she, oh God, that's it. No, she phoned home three times yeah. to tell her mum that she was okay. Yeah. Oh no. They forced, yeah. The of the boyfriend yeah, they like, forced her. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, they, she, yeah, she phoned home three times, said to her mum she's okay. But you sort of think, mm. surely you must be able to hear it in her voice. In your gut. You must know. Yeah. She, you must know that's not her normal routine. Yeah. Yeah. She's just not going to disappear. She wasn't yeah. one of those yeah. kids. She was a normal schoolgirl. Mm. So yeah. it's like, yeah. why would you not, as a parent, chase that up and mm. question it? Yeah. I mean, if my child went missing Such and just... Fuck, yeah. And yeah. like, for a yeah. month and was like, oh, yeah. no, mum, I'm okay. I'd be like, okay, all right, no worries. I'm, I'm, you know, and I'd be thinking, right, okay, I know you're not okay. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. know you're not okay. There's a really great method I heard. I think it might have been on TikTok yeah. by a mum. And she said, I gave my son from a very small age a random word. I think it was peanut butter. Mm. A really, really random word. But 
It was no, it might not have been that. It was something that he could use in day to day life. I was going to say you could never ask for a peanut butter sandwich, but, could yeah, I? Well, he'd be in trouble. <laughs> but what he said is, if what's he, happened? If he didn't, if he felt uncomfortable in a situation like a sleepover mm. that he didn't want to stay at for whatever reason, he'd ring up and say, "Oh, Mum, can um, she go? Oh, you okay?" And he'd say, "Yeah, um, are you having a peanut butter sandwich? Mm. Something like that." And she'd That's go, a "Good idea. Yeah, I know. I've got to go and get him." She went, it, mm. it was something, oh, it might have been, but not, it was something that you could slide into a conversation mm. just to say, I'm not okay, please yeah. help me. Yeah, I, do know, I, I think that's such a clever. good idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to lighten the mood a bit and just, just tell you this one quick story because it does always make me laugh. <laughs> it's about my son um, at the time, he was about seven and he's not one for staying out. I think he's 16 now. He's probably only slept out of the house probably about five or six times. He's, he's quite a bit of a home bird. Yeah. And he was having um, a party, like a sleepover. And uh, one of the mums, uh, one, one of the dads called us and said, um, I think you might have to come pick Spike up. Um, he's he's pooed himself. Oh. And he was, I think, yeah, seven or eight at this point. We were like, pooed himself? <laughs> and he went, yeah. He's like, and he acted a little bit sort of like he was embarrassed on behalf of my son. I was like, oh, okay. Oh. Went, no worries. I went, we'll literally, we went five minutes up the road. We'll, we'll come and get him. So I picked him up. You're right. He went, yeah, I've pooed myself. He's like, <laughs> Okay. I was like very nonchalant about it. I was like, okay, no worries. Get in the car. I was thinking, I was in the car thinking, well, you don't smell. So I was talking, I was driving out. So I, so I, I went to Spike, why? You pooed yourself. He went, oh God, no, I haven't. He went, oh, it's just so boring. He said, I just had to make up a story. <laughs> so I just didn't want to stay. I went, and that was the best story you could come up with. I went, you shit yourself. And he went, yeah, it's it. the first thing that come into oh, my head. I was like, oh, great. Don't. So we had, to, we had to go along with it all the time. That closes so. no arguments, though, doesn't it? That no, it'd be quick ways to get out of a situation. Yeah. How do you get out of that? How do you argue it? Oh, guys, I, I'm guys, I've got to leave. I've shit myself. Okay, no worries. Listen, this yeah. is going to be our safe word from <laughs> yeah. now on, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that was Spike's mum. I've shit myself. Love okay, it. don't worry. I'm on my way. Usually, if I've had enough, I'll just but say, oh, I'm going to slope. Now I'm going to yeah. say, sorry, I've just had an accident. I'm a pan. I'm going to go. Oh, It's just the way he said it. It was just so matter of fact. Oh, God, no. It was just so boring. I just didn't want to say Okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. Just where to come home. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant story. Oh, brilliant. So, have you got any... Oh, go on, Lauren. I think it's your turn to ask the next question. Have you got any recommendations, true crime-wise, books, TV, oh, podcasts? I've, I've, well, I do love a bit of true crime. So, I've gone from... I've got my top three. Lovely. Which I'm sure a lot of people will have listened... Or, or, sorry, listened, would have watched these anyway. Okay. I'm more of a... Like what I said, the only... <laughs> The only true crime murder podcast I listen to is you, you guys. Yeah. It's, it's and we haven't much. paid you to say that. No, you haven't. No. Seriously. So. You can check my Spotify. <laughs> you can see that I've listened to them and how many other podcasts I listen to. I mean, I'm being funny. I've listened to more of your podcasts and oh, I have God, the Say What you. podcast. Oh, Seriously. Have, have, a little, have a little look. But my, my, my top one I absolutely love was The Act. Did you remember the oh, act? Oh, yeah, I love that. It's with uh, Gypsy Blanchard, yeah. which I thought was... Oh, yes, yes. <gasps> yes, good I, I love that. And then mm. I... Because I watched the sort of like the, the, the drama first of the that sort of like, you know, sort of like the reenactment of, mm -hmm. what, of what they did. And then I watched the, the actual sort of like the interviews and everything of her afterwards. And it just shows you how much the actress had her down. Yeah. Uh, the voice and the way she looked and yeah. everything. And Patricia Arquette just... Yes, she's so scary. She, she's so oh, it was just horrible. And mm. and another thing that I mean, it absolutely just breaks my heart for this girl. I mean, yeah. I don't know if anyone knows the story, but 
basically this this young girl she's born completely normal absolutely fine but her mum has got a problem and um i can't remember what, what the, is it is it by proxy yeah, yeah she's like got that. it, it is yeah. that isn't it and she basically makes her believe that she's got everything wrong with her under the sun mm-hmm. and she's that conniving she's even got the doctors believing yeah. that there's something a lot of stuff wrong with her daughter to the point of um she tells her that she's you know sort of um uh, allergic to sugar mm-hmm. so she can't eat sugars there's loads of food she has um a stomach tube in in like sort of like um yeah. permanently put into her stomach so this girl doesn't eat she um on purpose rot has all her teeth like rots all of her teeth so she can't eat mm. she's in a wheelchair and this poor girl when sort of like it all kicks off yeah. and um you know cause, um, her a guy that she ends up meeting on the internet mm. um kills her mum yeah um even though she sort of says I, that's not what i really wanted she didn't even really know how old she was yeah. at, th- at that point where her mum made her believe i think she was acting like sort of like a 10 year old 12 year old yeah. at the age of 18 19 wow. yeah. and she was having all of these 18 19 year old girl feelings but being told that she was she was 10 oh god love her and it's, that's a mind fuck, isn't it? Oh, it's crazy, yeah. absolutely crazy. The her child abuse is fucking off the scale in that. In that no, case. it's unbelievable. Yeah. And her dad called her on her 18th birthday, and her mum refused to let her talk to her. And she went, oh, "No, you can't talk to her. Don't tell her she's 18. She doesn't mm. think she's 18. Oh, it's like no. she doesn't believe that she's that ill. She doesn't believe she's 18." And her dad was like, "What? Yeah, like, what, 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 what are you talking about?" But she made a lot of money out of the illnesses, didn't she? And oh, I God. think that was the root of a lot of it. They went to Disneyland a good few times, didn't they? Well, she had a house yeah. paid for her yeah. and yeah. everything. There was, you know, she, she got a lot, didn't she? Yeah, without Gypsy being ill and in inverted commas, all of her income would have gone. Because mm. that was her job, being Gypsy's carer. Yeah, and a lot of it, wasn't it, was the fact of she loved the the idea of because she always had her in pageants and stuff like that didn't she because it gave her attention and you know there was obviously a a lot of uh, attention sort of like disorders that her mum had that she played out through her own daughter and I mean and obviously the guy that she ended up meeting on the internet ended up killing her mum and that's obviously not what she genuinely wanted she just wanted a normal life yeah Yeah. and she ended up getting put in prison for it and I just think me personally Mm. I just think that's so wrong I think she's been through enough yeah and she's had she's had enough you know punishment and lost enough of her life let alone to have to do she just wanted her freedom yeah that's all she wanted she's been chucked in prison so Uh, yet again she still hasn't got her freedom yeah did she plot with a boyfriend she did mm-hmm. so the, obviously she she wasn't like white as snow no, in, in the whole situation but the she never she was under she, yeah she didn't yeah. she didn't mean i do see that what she's saying yeah. she didn't mean for it to happen no. she was very much yeah it did snowball on her behalf and obviously she was in the wrong but it was her yeah. boyfriend that killed she was obviously con- uh, you know concluding yeah. with him but i still think she'd had enough yeah. done yeah. to her in her life yeah. to for I mean funny but if in America it just makes me die it's like you can shoot somebody that's broke into your house yeah and you're going to be okay mm-hmm. but you have something done like that to you from birth yeah to the age of sort of like you know 20 20, 20. Yeah. and you like get put in prison I just yeah. don't to me that's just not justice that's I just that I don't probably didn't have a very good defense dis- lawyer well diminished yeah. responsibility really mm. must surely it's got to be it's got to be yeah, I think so. She definitely but but even then, as her little voice, and even now, when you actually listen to her and listen yeah. to her interview, she speaks like a child. Like she talks like a twelve-year-old. Baby oh, voice. Yeah. Everything's like a baby voice, and it's not put on. Mm. It's like where she's just been taught to. 
to speak like that is by a mum. Is she out of prison yet, Antonia? Do you know? I think she comes out. It's either the end of last year or, or it's actually this year. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. She finally started living her life. Yeah. Well, her dad goes to visit her all the time now. Oh, She's got oh. now a relationship with her dad yeah. and his wife. Okay. Uh, which she was never allowed to have when oh. she was, like, you know, when her mum was alive. So you've got to sort of, you know, sort of some sort of, you know, silver lining yeah. there. At least yeah. she's got a parent that, you know, has stepped forward mm-hmm. and, and she's actually going to get the love that, you know, yeah. like a parent should have given yeah. you, not like the love that yeah. her mum actually gave her. Yeah. Because yeah. it really, what it was love in a very sick way, wasn't it? Yeah. In her own, twisted way. Yeah, yeah, in her own very twisted way. That yeah. was a harrowing thing. I'd forgotten about the act. It was... That there was a bit in it where she manages to get out and she goes and she visits his visits a guy she met at, at Comic Con and she goes to his house and she's just enjoying herself and her mum finds her and gets her and Gypsy goes to walk out of the van and walk into the house and her mum just taps the side of the um, mobility mm-hmm. scooter and just goes and y- and I'm watching it, I'm going, Gypsy, don't get back don't in do it. it. Don't, don't get do back it. in it. You've and made a stand. Just, yeah. just do it. And she just went back, and then I think mm. she was a captive for another two years or something. Yeah. In- insane like that. It was so close to breaking out and getting away, and she just got captured again. It was mm. it's such a good. It's such a good program, Antonio. Thanks for bringing that up. It's really good. No, it's it's actually one of the ones that you know sort of like has really sort of like gripped my attention yeah. mm. because it sounds an awful thing to say, but I really rooted for her. Yeah. When it sounds, you know, obviously mm-hmm. I, I, I don't sort of like, you know, I approve of anyone killing anybody, but no. No. That was her, it was her only way out. And yeah. that's what she saw as being her only way yeah. out. And it was self-defence. Yeah. Otherwise, she'd still be fucking sitting in that wheelchair now. Yeah, yeah. that's the and thing. She did escape and her mum come back and fucking imprisoned her again. Yeah. So it, it must have, she must have thought the only way I'm going to ever get out of mm-hmm. here is if she dies. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. So, so it's it's understandable that that she feels that that's her only her only way out. So Plus, I mean, she was so isolated from the outside world. I, I should imagine her view of the world was completely distorted to what yeah. normal persons would be. She didn't go to school or anything, did she? Well, she, she basically sort of like face. lived in sort of like um uh, like fairy tale costumes, didn't she? So she had like a wardrobe yeah. full of like you know it all Walt Disney oh, costumes. Like she'd go to the cinema and her mum would let her dress up like as Belle. Out of like oh, Beauty yeah. and the Beast and stuff like that, and like she was went, that was her that was her way of being pretty, wasn't it? Even oh. though she'd go on like, like sort of like you know cameras like video herself actually like in underwear trying to be sexy because she was eighteen. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's she's, she's you're trying to fight feelings that mm. are, yeah. are normal. You, you know, yeah. she wants to be sexy. She doesn't want to be. Bill. Sleeping Beauty, yeah, for God's sake. Me. It's like, but no, it's a good one. So if you haven't oh, watched it, wow. yeah, definitely, definitely give it a watch. Thank you. What else have you got? My next one, which I absolutely loved, and I've got to go, I've, I've literally just got a page up on this because this one absolutely just like, it just had so many twists and turns. I remember, I need to watch it again. This is one I need to, I need to watch again. Was, um, did you ever watch Don't Fuck With Cats? Yes. Yeah, <gasps> oh, I need to watch it again. It's because so you know when good. you've watched it once and you're going, no. No, and it's like, and I haven't gone back to it, and I've gone, and I've missed. Obviously, there's <coughs> so many bits going on that mm. I need to go because it's so layered. I've got to go back. The turn and of watch it, it again. For me, when he takes that cigarette <gasps> and opens his legs, oh, and you like, you think, you just know what the fuck <laughs> he's played this film <laughs> for the whole way out, yeah, like, and then it all clicks in, doesn't it? Clicks into place, and you're like, I can't <gasps> believe he's done this. Basic instinct, all based on basic instinct. I mean. Fucking mad. As if Sharon Stone had that much influence on someone. 
So like 25 years yeah. later. <laughs> I've forgotten about the basic instinct. That, that great film. I would like to say, though, it's a great film. Yeah, it's it really is. Film. <laughs> but that bit in it, I just thought, because he had um, Magnolia, wasn't it, or something that the abusive yeah, boyfriend that Sharon yeah. Stone had had. Luca Magnotta. That's yeah, it. Yeah, Luca Magnotta. Mm. Um, and he had the picture on the wall of basic instinct, didn't he? It was all. It was all there, wasn't yeah. it? It you're was sort of like you're watching it, and it's, it's going up. along. Yeah. You're thinking, no, yeah. this isn't going this way. Surely, yeah. Surely he's not acting this out. And it's then when he lit like, that cigarette and opened <gasps> his legs, I was like, my fucking god! Like he's <laughs> living his dream. Yeah. He's literally living his dream. Yeah. I remember Justin wanting to watch it, and obviously the, the title just put me off straight away. I'm a massive yeah. animal, animal. I can't even say the word. Animal lover. Yeah. Um, and it was like, you know, I went, I can't, I went, if he's going to fuck cats up, I went, I can't, <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. And he's going, no, apparently you don't see anything. I said, well, if something comes on, I went, yeah. you've got to warn me. I said, I'm going to look away. Yeah. I said, I can't see anything like that because mm-hmm. that sort of shit mm-hmm. will plow my mind mm-hmm. and I won't be able to sleep. No. And uh, I remember just sort of sitting there watching it. You know, when you sort of go, oh, we're only going to want to watch one episode or something. And we're going to go yeah. to bed and watch something and go, no, we literally just done <laughs> yep, the exactly whole thing. The it's a two o'clock in the morning job. Oh, really? And you're just sitting there going, oh my God, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is going on? But I just loved the fact that he was just one step ahead in front of the whole internet. Yes. It's like everyone was on his case, weren't they? Mm. And then he's finding people. And the thing with the girl in Las Vegas, when he started following her with a camera and then posted it, it's just to go, yeah. look, I'm following um, you. Yeah. And <laughs> when you shit yourself, yeah. I would have literally been You know like, that woman, oh Dana, has solved two other cases since. Is she really? Yeah, Nancy uh, told mm. us, didn't she, the mm. other day, yeah. That is crazy. How amazing is that? Yeah. It's like, well, they actually, like, they should have been, like, a little detective. So I started their own detective firm, the little group Fuck that they knows. set up. Cause they, but it was a brilliant, wasn't it? It was so good. I, I did absolutely love it. Because it yeah. just did everything that you, they thought they'd got him. And he just went, boom, slipped yeah. underneath. Yeah. It's like, no. And you're like, you fucker. He's like, have you not done it? Have you not gone where have you? It's like, oh, I love that. And it most like... of it was photoshopped as well when he was photoshopping himself in the hot tub and... I just thought, fucking hell, yeah, man, madness. He absolutely. must have literally just been laughing his nuts off. Mm. <laughs> like, sitting there going, Joe, what I'm going to do? I'm going to post this, and I'm going to put me in here, and I'm going to Photoshop me doing yeah. this, and see if they can find me. Because they was up like, doing everything. They was, I mean, they was going into bleeding sort of codings, weren't they, on pictures? They yeah. Like, to find, yeah. you, find, you think, I love it, you're just people, like, on yeah. Facebook. I mean, how are you finding the shit oh. out like that? I'll be shit, I'll be rubbish. <laughs> yeah, That's I'll, what I told you, I'm not a CSI girl. I'll <laughs> yeah. never be able to find no. you. If you're going to murder someone, you literally have to do it in front of me. That's the only way I'm going to know. <laughs> oh, how uh, funny. How's uh, that? Oh, I'd but, love yeah. to be able to do it, but yeah, I ain't got the patience. No, if we no. Within five minutes, I'm like, Kaz, I'm bored, let's change. Yeah, no, to be fair, I've got, I've got friends that they're in, they're, they're the CSI route and I'm sort of like, no, do, mm. do you know it fascinates me, yeah. don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm more about the psychology side of yeah. why they're doing it mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to finding mm-hmm. them. And, uh, you know, but I suppose, you know, you've got to have both sides of the coin, yeah. haven't you? Oh, yeah. 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 But, yeah, that is a good one. Can't go too much into that because there's so much of it. Yeah, yeah. I've it's just too many it. twists and turns, but another absolutely genius one yeah, to watch. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. I love that. Brilliant. I really do. And you don't see any cats getting fucked up. No. So, <laughs> which I'm quite pleased with. Yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. 
Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. But my next one, I'm sorry, I'm going to go macabre again. I'm really sorry. But <laughs> this one, I'm going to say, I'm going to set the same. So basically, I was laying in bed on a Sunday morning. Uh, Justin had taken Spike to football and I was flicking through Amazon. And um, this story of this lady popped up and the story is just called Alison. Mm-hmm. And I read the synopsis underneath and it was basically about this lady from South Africa that yeah. had been raped and left for dead. And how now she's like um sort of like a speaker and she goes out to empower women mm. and stuff like that. And I thought, do you know what? She quite like look at that. I was laying in bed, thought, you know, I'm going for a bit of true crime yeah. on a Sunday morning, why not? And this lady's story, it, it was one of those ones you're just watching it, just thinking, Oh my fucking god. Mm. It's like it, it's another it's quite a speechless one, but this lady called Alison Bother and yeah. she's South African and she basically goes home one night, she gets out of her car and sitting behind her, about 100 yards behind her, she notices two guys in a car. Yeah. And um, as she gets out of the car, she goes to walk to her house. Her house is literally across the road. Ugh. Two guys get out of the car. She notices straight away. And she said immediately, she went, I had this feeling. Mm. She said that something bad was going to happen. Yeah. She went, the two guys hit you tap on the shoulder, march her back to the car and say, look, just want to borrow your car. We're not going to do anything. Mm. We're just going to borrow your car for an hour. That's it drove around for an hour she realizes when they're heading out of town shit's gonna go down Mm -hmm. you know it's not gonna be good so she actually blatantly says to him are you gonna hurt me Mm -hmm. and they say to her what they get her into this scrub area and they go to her well we're gonna have sex with you so it's up to you you know she went are you are you gonna fight it so she goes absolutely petrified she goes no i'm not gonna fight it Mm. so basically they have sex with her and then they decide to kill her and they stab her 30 times <laughs> in her abdomen. Mm. And she actually hears them saying that we are going to destroy her reproductive system. And then uh, when they see that she's still moving, they slash her throat 16 times. Fucking hell. So literally decapitate her. Mm. And she said that my last thought was I, I was laying there. And she went and I could hear them. And, she went, and I was literally just like praying that they couldn't see me breathing. And she went, I heard one of them going, so is she dead? And the other one says to her, no one can survive that. Mm. And they leave her. And she said, I actually remember leaving my own body. She said, now look over myself and say to myself, your life is too valuable to let go. Get up and, you know, you can do this. She fucking gets up. Fucking. And then realises she's got, she holds her intestines in 
holds her head up around it and she's literally like on her knees going to the road, gets to the road, sees headlights. This guy gets her in the car. Mm. She said, I don't know how I got there. And when they got her to the hospital, they basically the doctor said, how are you alive? No one knows. And they stabbed her 30 times oh and every God. single vital organ they missed by millimetres. Mm. And the doctors pretty much sewed her back together and they said it took 12 hours she was 12 hours on the operating table where the doctors had to get all of the gravel out of her intestines and put all of her intestines back inside her and she went through months of rehabilitation and and her story is unbelievable and and when you because she actually narrates this um documentary herself Mm -hmm. and she's very candid she's very you can feel she's very anesthetized because obviously she's told this story a lot yeah. where she's, you know, sort of like want to, you know, sort of like learn from what, what's happened to mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And um, she's written a, like a best-selling book. And the thing that actually fucking just breaks my heart is the fact of the guy, one of the guys actually then contacts her through Facebook. And uh, like from prison. Fuck's contacts yeah. her through Facebook and actually says to her, um, I'm going to sue you because you're now worth an absolute fortune. And if it wasn't for me doing what I did to you, you wouldn't be worth oh, that level of money. Oh, my God. And that is a like, C word. Tried, I'm not yeah, saying Tried it. to actually fucking sue her yeah. for some of the money. And she's so, like, I'm not going to let it get to me. Yeah. You know, you did what mm-hmm. you did. You have had enough of my time. You've mm-hmm. had enough of my life. fear and my life yeah. and my pain. I'm not, gonna let you, yeah. I'm not going to let you have this. Yeah. And she's carried on with her life. Honestly, Alison Bother, amazing, wow. amazing lady. Not her day it was either. honestly oh. such a to sort of like, you know, the story is horrific. But the end of it is so uplifting because she's just made something of her life and turned something that was a lot of people would curl up and die Mm. and never be able to recover from that. And she's turned that into something where, you know, she's she's turned into a learning tool for others. But definitely, it's called Alison. It was on Amazon a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's still there. But um, it's definitely, it's really really worth a watch. Mm. And it's not all, the beginning of it is obviously the story of her and she goes into a bit more detail than what I have um, but um, the most of it is pretty much the recovery mm. and how she's sort of like got on with her life and yeah. how she's now married and stuff like that and mm. you know it's, 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 a, it's actually a really heartwarming heartwarming story mm. so but yeah that's um, that's my last one Aww, which I would, I would really it. recommend someone watching oh, I'm definitely going to watch that yeah it's really good and it's on Amazon it was on oh, that was. Sunday morning about three years ago. I'm not going to okay. guarantee it now, but it's called Alison. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's called Alison, okay. but it's really, really good. Oh, I'm on that. That sounds a really good story, yeah. No, it is. When you were telling me, like, I was shrinking lower and lower because I can't handle it, I'll get it. Well, it is, it is one of those. Oh. Sort of like, I'm trying to get the horrible bit out of the way really yeah. quickly because there is, because there is, you know, there, there is light at the yeah. end of, especially her tunnel. And, and I just loved the moment when she actually said, I remember leaving my body. Yeah. She said, no, I feel like I did die. I feel like I came out as an mm. angel and sort of said to myself, no, you know, this isn't you. You you are meant for more than this. Oh. You know, value it. And to actually pull yourself together. That, to, yeah. To, that. to be able to, you know, she went, I don't know how I did it. She, even the doctor said, you physically, she said, oh, she, she actually says in the documentary, she went, why I remember it is, she went, I was just lifted and I remember my feet just like being my toes just being on the floor and then being like sort of Glided like transported, along. gliding <gasps> to to the edge of the road. Yeah. She said, and that's how she saw it. She didn't see how Literally she sort of like it, yeah. yeah, how she sort of like dragged herself. Wow. She had to hold her head on while she was yeah. doing that. Yeah, she literally and her hands on, uh, where her. intestines were, mm. and that's sixteen times mm. across. I mean, God's sake, sixteen times. I mean, that lady was meant yeah. to live. 
brutal. It's fucking yeah. mentally drowning her own blood. Because no. usually that's how you die with that kind mm. of... But, yeah, I know. Yeah, I love that story. Brutal. It's really but, no, it's a great story. It really yeah. is. Yeah. So, any local murders or crimes that you've dug up for us? You're going to love this one. All right. Ooh. You're actually going to love this. Because it involves our very good friend, Monty. Do you remember Monty? Yeah, I do remember Monty. Monty yeah. was like he was my quite such a character, the the biggest character in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, he passed away about three years ago. Mm-hmm. He was eighty five, but he was an eighty five year old rogue. <laughs> and he wasn't the eighty five year old that you would ever humour and do a little head to the side. This man had some fucking serious stories. <laughs> And you could do a podcast just on Monty alone. That's true. <laughs> of Monty's stories. Uh, he lived a serious life. He really yeah. did. And um, I remember him telling me a story. And, you know, some of them I'm sure he embellished on. Because there were a few <laughs> that I go, oh, piss off, Monty. Go and tell it's fucking true. Like, no. <laughs> but he did tell me this story once of um, he was working at uh, Southend Airport when he was 16 as a baggage handler. And like, because obviously there was like, obviously it wasn't like a commercial airline sort of mm-hmm. like like airport back then. It was sort of like cargo and sort of like and, and then like private like smaller planes and stuff like that. And uh, when he was working there, his boss actually turned around and said to him, um, "We've got a private plane going up, um, and one of the guys is looking for somebody to help." with the with the baggage he said do you want to go to france and 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 fly over he said it's just a one-day thing and then you fly back so when he was he was 16 at the time he was like yeah yeah, that's fine and i think they paid him i think he was paid to make like ridiculous about 50 quid at that point and that point that was you know a lot of money money. wages or something he was literally like yeah that's to buy a p nowadays but yeah yeah i'm 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 (laughs) in for that so he got up that was in the plane he said and as they got over the english channel um, he was instructed to start throwing suitcases out of the plane into the English Channel. And he Stop. said to the guy, like, into the what? channel? Into the channel. Okay. So he said, why, why am I throwing? He went, oh, it's basically, it's um, paperwork. He said, it's um, paperwork that's, uh, that's gone missing. He said, and we need it to stay missing. He said, what? so we're going to get rid of it. Oh so he's God. like, right, okay. He said, no, I didn't think anything of it. It's fine. He went, there was quite a few suitcases. He said, yeah. he was throwing like these small sort of like file sort of suitcase, like sort of things, he throwing them over into yeah. the channel. They didn't think anything of it. He said, a couple of months later, he said, these started washing up on the shore. He said, and it turned out there was dead body parts <gasps> in these, no. in these, like, what? in these little suitcases. Say what? So he fucking did see Dis- he disposed of a dead body. And yeah. I was going to him, Monty, stop lying. He goes, Tonya, it's fucking true. And I went, you're oh fucking God. lying. There's no, no way. And then about, honestly, about five years later, he walked in my house. And he was all proud as punch. He went, he put down this Essex Crimes book. Yeah. And he went, banged it down inside. He went, there you go, girl. He went, now read that. And I'm in there. And I was like, right. And it was actually a story saying yeah. bodies in the suitcases <gasps> disposed of over Essex. Wow. And it actually had him in there, 16-year-old boy, Helped, blah blah blah, dispose of the bodies unknowingly, oh and I was like, "Mom, Jesus. that's mad!" I went to so you, basically. Disp- I went, "Did you ever find out who it was?" He went, "No, he said I thought it was paperwork." He went, oh, <laughs> didn't, didn't really ask. And I was like, "So yeah, to Monty, wow. our good old, our good old Mon, it actually yeah. disposed of a dead body, which I think you know for a local crime, yeah. <laughs> it's quite oh, mad." So I believe been, what, the that. 1950s or something. I suppose. So, well, so I think he's 85 when he died. You're the accountant, yeah, so I'm going to let you do this. 85 think, when he yeah. died, and he died in um, 2018. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Sorry, right. oh, give me then. 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've had two glasses of wine. I'm not even going to attempt to work that back. Oh, but um, um, it's yeah. somewhere. It's somewhere in the last 28. 100 years. Yeah, I'm thinking like, <laughs> yeah, probably like late 1940s. 
got surely. Just after the war, I suppose. It's wow. got to be just after the war. Yeah. Surely. It was just because he was a uh, Suez Canal veteran. Yeah. So it was, that was before he went into the army. Wow. For yeah. that. But oh that story God. always blew my I mind. I can't believe it. I can't I get over it. I know. And he's like, I went, didn't you say? He's, I said, what did you think when, you know, the, the, the stories come out? He said, well, I just didn't know what to think. He said, well, yeah. I got called in straight away because they knew they'd put me up in the plane. He said, oh. because, you know, he said they they went back and checked the records and the logs. Yeah. They knew it had come out of South End because they uh. checked the airport. He said, and they knew it was me. He said, but they knew that, he said, my boss had obviously turned around and said, no, he got paid on the day. Yeah. He said he knew yeah. nothing yeah. about it. He he's said, innocent. Yeah, he's totally innocent. But wow. yeah. But yeah, so he's, yeah, yeah so good friend Monty. Really suppose my boss is. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? I can't believe it. Can't I can't believe it. And I'm thinking, how revy's an arm. Like, I know. Yeah. But well, he, had like, he said it was like little files. He said, yeah. like, we were just disposing of these files and just like pushing them out. So this body must have been cut down. Oh, quite, yeah. Quite drastically. But wow. I mean, this oh is a guy God. that had, I mean, he was the guy, and these are true. This isn't a lie. And because I've checked these out, verified <laughs> them. But he was actually the driver of the coach that drove the England World Cup squad yeah. to the 1966 World Cup final oh, between England wow. and Germany. Yeah, oh he drove God. He drove the coach. And he was also a soldier in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We tell us finds... No, Oh, he's got so much more. Oh, I can't wow. honestly, we need, a whole, we need a whole podcast on Monty. There's right. so yeah. many stories. Like that, that's, my, that's my favourite one, though. Yeah. The, yeah, the murder story. So, wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I like that one. I'm really yeah, shocked. that was very, very good. <laughs> my, my jaw was on the floor when you take that. I, I was like, what is she talking about? Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Flying limbs out of a 1940s aeroplane yeah. over the channel. You couldn't make it I up. know, at no. 16 years old. I mean, he's yeah. just thinking, what is going on? He's just thinking, happy days, 50 quid. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's what we were speaking yeah. of, wasn't it? Like, I'll ask no questions. <laughs> Cash in hand, is he throwing a hand out? Yeah. He I mean? uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably picked him, though, because he was so young and went behind the ears and wouldn't ask questions. Oh, exactly. Because well, he said he didn't like see body parts. Yeah. He just thought it was paper. And he's sort of like, you know, he's sort of like, well, he did sort of say, you know, I did sort of say, well, you know, what are we throwing out? And it's going, yeah. oh, it's just files. He meant, but we, these are files that, you know, need to go missing. Wow. He said, and we're just throwing them out over the channel before we land over in France and come back. would probably, would say that's fucking bollocks as if it's yeah well of course they would it's a you know a 16 a 16 probably in the sort of like the late 40s you're getting 50 quid yeah Yeah. bloody hell if i remember i think my mum was literally on like a pound a week (coughs) in bleeding like i think 1968 let alone yeah. 50 yeah. quid when you're yeah. when you're 16 yeah you're a millionaire serious money isn't it it's like Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you for that. I liked that. Oh, no worries, he. He used to drive us around, didn't he? Did he? Used he? To drive her. Oh. oh, Monty. He worked for me for numerous years. He really mm. did. He was uh, such a character. <laughs> such a... He had a story for everything. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, like what I said, he's never one of those sort of like, you know, that older generation where you... Yeah, he, he, language or anything. He was... Oh, you're joking. Like he was the worst swear, one. Swear like a trooper. Oh, God. Yeah. And he was Stories like... Stories make your toes curl. Yeah, and it, obviously the language you'd come out with was very sort of like you know inappropriate these days. Then <laughs> you'd be like, "Mom, you can't say that," and you go, "What? No, no, it's like you can't say that anymore, for God's sake." Um, Write it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he was lovely, absolutely lovely. So to round things off, are you ready for a quiz? Do it. I'm ready for a quiz. This is a pop quiz. You haven't warned me about this. No, <laughs> you'll regret saying it. After everyone we do it to, they go, "Oh no." <laughs> 
So we, I've picked out I've picked out four people from your podcast today, Antonia. So you can pick three of them. Okay. And out of the three, you've got to decide whether you'd want to meet them, marry them, or murder them. Oh God! So oh, this is exciting. Told you. I meet, like this. Marry, oh, you like them. it? I like this. I thought you said, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because meet, marry, murder. You've got quite. A, you had quite a wealth of people on today. So yeah. I've got four instead of three. So anyway, so we've got the Moors murderers. Mm. We've got uh, poor Janico. Uh, mm. Gypsy Blanchard and Alison Botter. So out of those four, who would you like to meet, marry, murder? Meet, marry, murder. Oh, mm. my God. Um, meet, I'd like to meet sort of Junko because I feel like if I met mm-hmm. her, I'd save her. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'd feel like if I met her, I'd be like, right, now you're coming with me. Yeah. It's like, this isn't going to happen to you. No. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet you. I'm going to save you. That, that's the mum in me. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Marry. Well, I can't say Ian Brady. Um, oh. God, that's just far too weird. It's, that's far too Nazi <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um, the, I'd have to marry Alison. I mean, she, I yeah. think she'd be absolutely lovely. She'd be very really uplifting because she's a very empowered woman now. Yeah. And, you know, I think she's. I think she'd really enlighten your life. Yeah. And she'd be a positive influence. Very would. positive influence. She would. You it's think like every time you looked at it, you think, if you've been through that, I can get through this, you know? Exactly. Oh, to be honest, God rest his soul. If I don't say I'd marry Monty, he'll be haunting me tonight. So, Monty, I'd marry you. Because oh. you always wanted to marry me when you was on this, on, on this <laughs> earth. You was always telling me how I should sort of like trade my husband in for you. So, Monty, yeah, I'd, I'd have to change my mind. Monty, I would definitely marry you. Marry Monty. And murder. Oh, my fucking God. Who would, who would I murder? Definitely. It'd have to be, yeah, it would definitely be the Moors murderers. Yeah. Can I do a double murder? Yeah, yeah double Surely. Yeah, they've got pair. I'd def- do Brady first, then I'd finish off with Hindley. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. I'd literally make her suffer. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I agree. I'd make her go to the moors and make her look for a fucking magic glove that she made those kids go and look for. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Bitch. Awesome. I agree, yeah. No. yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank no you. It sounds really weird, but I've actually really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks really for having me. It. Really it's been lovely. Yeah. And I'm a bit of a gasser. I don't, I don't shut up, do I? No, I'm it's sorry. been lovely. No, <laughs> it's, been brilliant. it's been a brilliant chat. Yeah. You've covered some fascinating cases. So hopefully everyone listening as well, you've got plenty of stuff there to while away your weekends. Yeah, sink your teeth into. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So, yeah, thanks again, Antonio, for coming on. We no really problems. appreciate it. Thank Absolute you. pleasure. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. And take care, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.